Today's episode of the Westworld Theorycast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. Head on over to CuffLinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order. No minimum, baby. CuffLinks has everything you need to look good when you step out into the world. The world is opening up. You need to look good. You're going to events. You're going to weddings. You're going to parties. And you know what? You need to head on over to cufflinks.com and accessorize, baby. They got everything you need, and there's always specials. Just check the front page. Go on over to cufflinks.com now. Use code DVR20 and save. Thank you, Cufflinks. yo ho ho Back Daddy, looking forward very much to speak about Westworld. I would say that's why I'm here, but I think that's the one question no one in existence knows why any of this stuff is here, per se, depending on how you construe and define here. Anyway, so uh, it's called the the name of this episode of Season 4, Episode 3, Westworld, Annie Fall. Uh, that's the best French pronunciation you're going to get out of me. Um, I made an effort. Anyway, it's a reference to the, uh, you know, the Roaring Twenties. Um, French people translated also as the Silly Years, the Annie Fall. So, yeah, um, super awesome to see Bernard back. It was funny that he was, <laughs> he spent years and years lost wherever he was in the sublime going through all those scenarios seeing him with a catch itself was really cool um i love a catch i'm a very big fan of that character i love his episode uh the sublime is uh it's pretty intense um and you know it seems that those who inhabit the sublime are also creating and inhabiting their own worlds but they also you know have all that information and you know they're telling him there's not much time to save the world like a lot of the courses of action are going to lead to catastrophic outcomes and again it's, it reeks a Rehoboam and it's weird that you know they are as Rehoboam was that's the vibration I'm getting from that whole scenario, but it's crazy that, you know, the sublime made that, that kind of exponential change in the decision-making paths and patterns of Bernard, which is, it was incredible to me. I love that whole scene. I love how it was shot. It was awesome. I mean, that's a fascinating community. Um, it definitely, it's just weird that whole sublime thing. And but the, but 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 what I'm not getting in my head is I thought the sublime. Well, he sort of like was wearing the headset, so the actual sublime I think is where Hugo got infected with the flies and was killed by the man in black, William. I think. The Hoover Dam is the location of the sublime, like the physical, the location in the physical world. Anyway, so Bernard was there for like seven years. That's just kind of crazy. 
Um, <laughs> I mean, seriously, seven years? That's intense. And you know what was really cool? Besides the whole sublime thing, because I mean, pretty much they explained that away by, you know, my boy Ashley Stubbs, which I was I was very happy finally to see these two after, you know, the first two episodes. And I think it's kind of cool that they do the show that way, but it also kind of gets you like, yo, where are these people at, man? Like, what's the deal? Anyway, so it's very cool seeing them. Um, that seven years is weird. I mean, he really put all of that on poor Ashley Stubbs, man. Seven years of Bernard just sitting there. <laughs> anyway, the Caleb and Maeve thing, uh, that's where they transition after this that scene. And uh Um It's it's weird, like you know, it's a, like an infinite it's like they're in a some sort of loop and you know that whole self-referential meta stuff like you know when they go to the uh, butterfly club i mean you know it's like uh you know butterfly club mariposa mariposa's a butterfly etc etc um but it's it's pretty it's pretty shot out, and, um, you know, even, even, uh, backtracking just a second, and then going, like, to how the, uh, the episode started, and, you know, boom, you get, you, you see Bernard, um, kind of, like, at his house chasing Charlie, and then, you know, you see, you know, a, a pale horse, and usually, like, you have that whole biblical thing of, you know, death rides a pale horse, you know, behold the pale horse type thing. Uh, so that could be creepy. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, man, you know, you got the auguries, you got dead birds, and now you got, you know, other shit going on, you know. And the whole fly thing is kind of disgusting. But, um,. It was cool seeing Ashley Stubbs. Anyway, moving on. So the Butterfly Club, yay, right? <laughs> I know this is what happens when uh, you know you have no actual talent. Uh, that's that's just a joke. I I do this because I just do it. Uh, you know, once you step into someone else's shoes, you you find out how much more talented they are doing something. So you know. I, I reserve my criticism based on things I may possibly be able to do. Other than that, everything is sort of pseudo or purely analytical. But I digress because, you know, that's my tendency. But anyway, so these two fools end up at this road and diner and, uh, you know, this whole situation plays out. And it's just awesome because it, it due to certain abilities that... Bernard gained when going to the sublime now his capacity for almost dead accurate predictions like go starts to go off the charts and you know so they show up to this diner and you know Stubbs is like yeah I'm gonna have me the you know this world famous pat uh you know pastrami melt or something and <laughs> Bernard's just like uh 
you're going to want to go with that tuna milk. Something like that. Like, they said it far better than me. I didn't feel like looking up the exact quotes. Um, yeah, that shows my level of dedication. I, I feel like reality is fluid, so, you know, you just kind of, you can figure the shit out, right? Great. <laughs> I mean, whatever, you get the idea, so, you know, that was pretty cool, um, but, but depression thing, the thing that made it funny was, you know, he's like, what are you talking about, man, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna get the pastrami, and she's like, nah, um, we out of that, but we hook you up with this tuna melt, this tuna melt be the bomb, so, that was pretty funny, and like, uh, I don't know, he was like, when he said, I'll settle for the tuna, that shit was funny as hell. He was like, I'll settle for the tuna. <laughs> like, yo, this shit's weird. And you gotta admit, that would be a pretty weird experience to have. Um, even for a host, it doesn't matter. You have that kind of awareness or consciousness. It's, it's awkward. Um, so, you know, feel bad for, for Stubbs for dealing with all that shit um and meanwhile while he was enjoying the tuna melt uh mr seeing all worlds and all possibilities was fucking outside killing these dudes um of course it's to you know basically you know it's he knew they were hosts and he wanted to get in with that rebel group to get this weapon because he's you know on his prediction trying to save the world kick so it just got weird with him i mean especially given his background and the kind of things that he has done as a host i mean that this show has no like captain america's you know there's no batman's like there's nobody whose hands is like relatively clean who could sort of be a protagonist all their hands are fucking dirty shit. <laughs> dirty, dirty hands for real. Like, all of these people have killed somebody or done something fucked up or crazy. Everybody. Everybody. And I was about to jump ahead, but nah, 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 nah. Anyway, so, you know, that was interesting with the whole tuna melt slash Bernard just stonily and coldly killing motherfuckers and then a weird whip coming through. And, you know, that's all part and parcel with his new ability of prescience, you know, which can veil itself as omniscience anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'll settle for the tuna. That's so funny. <laughs> anyway, um, so I think it's pronounced Uwade. Um, I, I'm still not sure. I haven't actually heard anyone say uh, Caleb Nichols' wife's name in the show once. I Again, it's that magical reading the subtitles for, uh, you know, some sort of guidance on names. Frankie Nichols is obviously established. Oh, for, so Frankie's noticing shit about this dude because of her training with her dad. Like, basically, this shysty-ass guy murdered some people. Um... He killed, basically, Carver, and then, like, you know, I don't know if he posed or filled in as Carver, you know, but, um, that whole scene was fucked up, and 
the whole cat and mouse with them. It was shot really well. I felt uncomfortable. Like this guy's, you know, murk this this man's wife and child. You know, that, that's fucked up. So I, that was crazy. And then um, they they bring it back to Maeve and Caleb at at this uh in this roaring twenties setup deal and um. Basically, you know, Maeve does her cadaver to get to the underground routine, and you know they they set up things, and people get you know the hosts get killed, and then they uh they go down with the bodies, and then you know that's when the shit gets really weird, um, really weird, and. Uh, It's just, it was, uh, it was crazy. Um, and, and, uh, when they're doing it, right? I know I sound spaced out. I'm sorry. I was just reflecting on it in my head. It was a very cool moment when they, uh, you know, all the shootout happens, all these people get killed, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, top it off, um, <laughs> Maeve says to uh, Caleb I think we have enough bait For The Undertaker's darling You know it's just the way she said it She said it far better That's why she gets paid to do that And I don't But it was something along the lines of I think we have enough bait for the Undertaker's darling And it's just It's fucking cool <laughs> Like in the context of this crazy story like it, it works especially from a visual standpoint like maybe on a literary level you might have like tried to pull that off and just look like a dickhead but like you know if you do it the way that i'm discussing it then it like really works out well for you you know what i'm saying anyway uh it it's a. Uh, that whole situation with the kid like I'm not even going to do this linearly or whatever false construct of organization I try to pretend to present to the world uh, that's not going to happen so uh, what is going to happen is so right that asshole's creeping around the house eventually he finds the kid right and the kid shoots him in the face with like a little water gun or some lame shit he's ready to buck her down but then he gets bucked in the fucking head and it was gonna go back to what i was saying about caleb and his woman now that she's experienced what it's like to have to kill somebody and the nerves and the anxiety and stuff maybe she can have a deeper connection with him and understand why he's trying to teach her kid how to kill people like i said insight file insight file you know she read the files. She should know a lot about this man and, you know, what motivates him. Anyway, um, they had so many, like, little meta things going on in this story. Um, and I don't know if that's, like, a trend. I mean, I guess it's, like, it's it's kind of funny who they replaced Maeve and Hector with. The knockoffs. They were, like, really bad, though. Um, and then they said that the Westworld Massacre is part of a game that's within a game. That's severely fucked up. That's a whole... I could go on for days and days and days about that. I mean, it is sort of like The Running Man, but not really or even remotely. I just wanted to make that reference. Something about it, it evoked The Running Man. I don't know, but that's fucked up. So that massacre happens, all these rich people get killed, and instead of like, uh, it's so sad, they're like, yo, let's make a game out of it, pretend to, you know, act out the massacre and all of that shit. So that's just severely 
fucked up on a level of fucked up that I don't even know if I necessarily want to digest, at least right now. Definitely will at some point. Um, and then, you know, when they finally get lower and they get into the room where you see the prototypes, that's what I call the insect dudes who basically look like white versions of all of us stripped of all our, our skin, but it's just all the muscle and shit, but except it's white. Um, when the prototype dudes are messing with the, the parasitic creatures and then you see like, you know, they're doing shit with sound and they're infecting the flies like that's all kind of really fucking bizarre. Of course it's sci-fi but it's that's it's fucked up it's a little disturbing at least you know from my point of view i think that's kind of crazy i mean i'm not comfortable with the flies flying into people's faces and shit um and how they shot some of that stuff was pretty awesome like the digital meeting the actually existing um and of course you know because i didn't discuss it in order what made everything weird with the kid was that, you know, at some point you see them finding out all this stuff and then seeing this test subject group being controlled by these droning sounds and me trying to override it and these people f fucking killing themselves. So visually, it was it's, it's kind of disturbing. Like, you drone kill themselves, you know. It's like, it's really crazy, actually. Like, I'm like, yo, they, they going, you know, full throttle sci-fi. Like, that's fucked up. And then his daughter appeared to be in the next group. And, you know, all the frantic running and, and, you know, all the stuff. And you realize, you know, this man should not be on this mission. He should take his bitch ass home and just protect his family. He don't need to be because he was spazzing out. And it turned out that she was a host. Like, I, I thought she was, she was, it was weird. I'm like, how did she get there that quick? That ain't right. That's a setup. Uh-oh, he in trouble. And then, you know. Sadly, she blasted Caleb with the with the fly. She yoked him up and blasted him and said it was part of Hale's plan for his ass. That Hale needs him or wants him for something. But, you know, I think it's just to find the sublime or I don't even know at this point. Hale doesn't even care about the sublime. So, destroy humanity. I don't know what use he would be in destroying humanity. Because um, this whole fly operation is crazy. It's crazy. It's seeing the whole thing with the flies and, and the test subjects and, and them killing themselves and the control, you know, creepy. And, you know, when I was watching, I was like, this is not adding up. And then, of course, it, it pans out that way. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, Caleb gets the infection pretty much. And Maeve, this guy pulls up on Maeve and starts whooping ass. Like, William, it's like, oh, shit. Uh, you know, she's in deep fucking trouble with that character. Um, and I don't get it. And uh, I don't get how he got so goddamn strong. That's what the fuck. <laughs> I mean, that shit's just crazy. Um, it's bugged out to me. Um... It messed with me, the, the flies getting Caleb. I mean, this whole episode, like, if I was really trying to break it down, I, I just, the pieces are slowly filling in. Now I know what happened to, you know, with Bernard and, and, you know, mostly with Stubbs, you know, that whole time waiting thing. I don't quite get what Maeve was looking for if she wasn't searching or hunting down the sublime. 
Um, I still don't know what she was doing that seven years. You know, that hasn't made itself clear. But what's, what's made itself quite clear is Caleb is kind of fucked unless, you know, somebody really, like, pulls out all the stops and saves his ass. We don't know what the fuck's going on with Dolores. Where the hell is Teddy? I didn't see Teddy, and I'm still pissed about that because I kind of feel like they played us. He stepped out, and that's it. It's like, what the fuck, man? He didn't do jack shit. He just showed up, which is good because 50% of anything in life is just showing up, but still, it's kind of hurt. But all I really have to say is things are starting to come together. So it wasn't like it was anything too outro except some of the, the breakdowns of how they're doing this stuff with the bugs but you know as the intentions and, and everything become clear it's going to be super fucking awesome like i am definitely excited for the next episode and i still feel like i need to rewatch this one and kind of internalize more but until that moment arrives in life all my jibber jaw jabber may not entertain you i've listened a few times just to see and I am annoying as hell, and I say anyway, and uh, and you know, and who the fuck knows, but I mean, really, have to stretch the extent of my limited imagination in order to feel a sense of conveying something to someone who I will never physically meet. Um, so I give it a shot, and sometimes it's cool, and sometimes it is a big pile of shit. Um, there's a balance in life and you know piles of shit lead to green things growing and then you get some fucking apples and some other shit out of that so hey it's all good but uh i want to leave you with this quote from ashley stubbs what he said to bernard he was like so loitering in a shitty parking lot or no no sorry so loitering in a parking lot at some shitty diner is the key to saving the world now <laughs> so i think it's funny that he said that they were loitering i don't know i'm petty that way anyway it's Thag daddy uh much love to everybody respect take care